Welcome back to Real Phonies, where we take a love for movies and television and combine it with very little knowledge about movies and television. I'm your host, Christian. Joined with me, as always, are my co-hosts, Joseph. Yellow. And Jehu. It's been a month. Yeah, it's been a hot minute. I wasn't sure I remembered the intro to this You podcast. did so great. Thanks. I think this is the longest break we've taken. I believe you're correct. Yeah. Uh, basically the entire month of November. But, you know, as if alienating your audience by taking a month off isn't enough <laughs> let's talk about something that probably not very many of you watched anyway we're going to talk about attack on titan which is finally over indeed hey you say it's uh, not that many people know it's like the most popular anime for okay like, but of the 20 of the people who listen to this show <laughs> yeah no that's fair <laughs> uh i'm curious when did it debut 2013 so literally a decade in the making a decade in the making i uh, also want to make something clear here about Attack on Titan. There's been a lot of shit, me personally, mm-hmm. given to this show about the gaps in between. Yep. But God, it got so much better in the gaps between after one and two. Because mm-hmm. one and two was fucking like three years. Oh, right? yeah. you know, it was like four years. Four, it was like 17 yeah. or something. Yeah. Which again, was like I, I wanted to get more into what the show is about. But it's crazy because again, it was like, it blew the world up when it came yeah. out. The first season came out and like people who had never heard of anime were watching Attack on right. Titan. And it was like the hot fucking shit for a minute. And then they did nothing with that hype. For years. <laughs> for four years, and then they put out what is widely considered to be the worst season of the show. Yeah. <laughs> well, before you get on what, what it was about, I, I'm i trying to figure out where were we when we, when we last talked about this? Were we at the end of season three, or had we watched everything but these last two episodes? The last time Christian and I talked about it, I think we had seen everything but these last two episodes. I think we'd even talked a little bit about the last one. Not, I don't think not, so. not, no, you not, guys did talk about the last okay. part one of part yeah. four, of yeah, yeah. season four. I th- I think maybe the episode we did on it was everything but these two episodes. Yeah. So I think I'm gonna, you know, we'll get into it. And I I do want to talk about kind of the show as a whole. I feel like you have to to talk about its conclusion. But right up front, I'm going worse than Transformers based off naming convention alone. Sure. <laughs> That's fair. I mean, fair in that it doesn't help you uh, understand anything about what the the show is about. No clue. But also, it's not that far far off from every other anime naming convention. They're pretty terrible. They're, anime is really really bad about it yeah. for sure. They like they God. They love a colon in yeah. anime. <laughs> they like a name and they like a subtitle. And and a lot of times there's a random number in there too. But this being like. The final season, the final season part one, the final season part two, the final season part three, part one, the final season part three, part two. Like, it's just fucking stupid. Yeah. Particularly since the last two episodes were really five episodes. Yeah. That for some reason they started to do as two episodes. Doing them as five would have made sense. Doing them as one would have made yep. sense. Doing them as two made no fucking sense. I agree with it's that. It's important to note that Mappa, who's the production studio who's uh, who did this anime, has done every anime for the last two years. For no, no reason. They're way overworked. <laughs> They're way, 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 yeah. way overworked. Uh, so I suspect that's part of the reason. But yeah, it, it was a weird choice. And it's starting to show. It's absolutely starting to show, but... Because for a long time, when you saw Mappa was attached to something, you were like, oh, we're getting good shit. Yeah. But now that's not the case. Not always the case. And again, it's not, I don't think it's any, I think the talent is still high. Oh, absolutely. It's just they're overworked. There's too much shit They've going They've got way on. too many shows going on. We waited four years for seasons one and two. I could have waited two years for a fucking movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Instead of what we got. Right. Like structure wise. Right. Right. You could have been like, hey, give us some time and we're going to tell this 
three-hour story over two and a half hours, and we're going to make it look phenomenal. Sure. Right. And we will all show up in droves. And that's the thing. Uh, and, you know, uh, the, the the money in the anime industry is very weird because mm-hmm. there's no money made off, like, the actual broadcast distribution. Uh, it's mostly, like, on merch. But 100%, that movie would have put butts in seats. Like, you would have gotten a legitimate box office draw mm-hmm. off of that. You never hear of, like, an anime movie doing, like, $100 million. But if they do, like, north of $50 million, yeah. you're like, this is a phenomenal right. if, success. If anyone was going to clear it, it would be this one. That was what I was about to get to. Yeah. Like, this could have done it. I think so. Do we want to talk about Attack on Titan, what it is? Let's, yeah, let's... yeah, why don't you tell us what it's about, Yeah, Joseph. Joseph. <laughs> well, so it's a fantasy story that takes a lot of turns over the course of it. So if we're doing a, a pre-spoiler kind of pitch on it, premises it's like a steampunk fantasy world where all of humanity is uh, behind these three concentric walls just trying to survive because outside of those walls are enormous humanoid things and by enormous i mean like i don't know like 20 meters tall 30 meters tall 30 meters is very tall i would go like 20 or 30 feet maybe yeah i mean okay there we are meet you're talking 60 to 90 feet no thing no way dude no you're okay well they're about the size of a building all right all right they're like two-story bigger than a few buildings (laughs) humanoid creatures that are just mindlessly eat humans when they see them so they've kept all the those are the titans all the titans are outside of the walls all the humans are inside of the walls that's been working for a while until a really big titan that is bigger than yes. 30 meters yes for sure comes and and busts through the front door and just like wreaks havoc on everything uh and the world is turned upside down our main character's world is completely ruined and he swears revenge on all titans uh and to to kind of kill all the titans and earn humanity's freedom again is the uh, general idea at least in the very first episode yeah that is correct i do think this show very famously again without going in the plot changes what it's about yeah. every season it's yeah. kind of like the stick with it right you think you know what the show's about and then season two comes along and it's something fucking different and then season three happens yeah and then season four for sure yeah does that um i i, I want to say so you know as since i i consider the pre-spoiler thing to be kind of a pitch in, in case somebody right. wants to watch it before they listen to the rest right. of the episode i will say even for people that don't listen don't watch a lot of anime i do feel like it's one of the least anime animes out there in the sense that like you don't need to know about other anime bullshit yeah, to I, watch yeah. it it's just a fantasy story that's animated i and think I, if you're someone who loved lost who loved game of thrones who likes a long told fantasy story over many seasons with lots and lots of characters you would probably enjoy this and it definitely i mean it it got popular at a similar time that game of thrones is very hot and i definitely think Mm. like that's a big venn diagram overlap uh, between viewership so yes because i think like game of thrones is like it's a fantasy story but also is like reminiscent of like you know, medieval things you've learned in school or, you right. know, to the Ren fair. This is, I think it's true for this show as well, but it's just like, what if the Nazis won and they just stopped at ghettos? Like, what if we <laughs> didn't get to the Holocaust? Right. We just secluded those right. people. And also they could turn into giants uh-huh. that ate people. All right. Well, now we're getting into two. We need to get into two. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. That's, I don't think that's a spoiler. Yeah, but. sure. All right. But yeah, that, that's the. Do we want to get into spoilers? There, I don't think we can get that far without. Spoilers. No, we. Have, yeah, I think from have, here on, spoilers. Yeah, so I mean, uh, we could say what we generally thought of the finale. Maybe. Uh, you, let's do that. <laughs> I'll go first. Yeah. I didn't love it. Yeah. Again, kind of like baseline issues. I, I do feel like it's kind of unfortunate that the climax of this is also kind of the worst looking. Uh, I don't think the the animation is not bad. It's not terrible, but it's not 
great. Yeah. And then they definitely intentionally left some parts out that they kind of like throw back out at you in this. I don't know if it's try to make it like pull the rug out from underneath you, but it really wasn't that shocking. It didn't add anything, and I actually feel like it hurt it. I would have... It's hard to say what those things are without going into spoilers, but I think we would have done us more favors if we had seen some of that sprinkled out in the earlier um, bits. It, and it surprisingly feels rushed. Um, yeah, like Hurt said, that's like, fair. if it had been five episodes, I think it would have worked even in the, almost the same amount of time, but you could have delineated, this is what you need to learn in this these 20 minutes. Yeah, right. yeah. This is what you need to get out of these 20 minutes. And um, it, the two one-and-a-half-hour specials I don't know. They're clunky, and it just it, to me it didn't wrap the story up well. But overall, Attack on Titan better than. Oh yeah, for sure. I, I, w- I would agree with that the exact sentiment. Overall, Attack on Titan way better than Transformers. The the, the majority of episodes are excellent. Some of the best stuff uh, that's out there. Finale, it's it's okay. Yeah. You know, I definitely think the last, not even just the the finale bits, but really as we got closer to to the end, I think there's a lot more of tell don't show whereas most of the show has been show don't tell and i want i'll get more into that detail uh but that like kind of rubbed me the wrong way and also kind of like like you say there's supposed to be kind of a big reveal at the end and it really just fell super flat for me (laughs) it does not hit at all at all uh yeah i would say that you know much like those are two shows i mentioned it's very hard to land the ending on a long-running show with a lot of characters because you're it's not just the overall ending. It's are you are are you leaving everyone's favorite character in a place better than where they had decided in their mind they should end up? And I think I was fortunate in this than that I watched it all in a fairly compact amount of time, more so definitely than you guys did. And I'm I haven't engaged with its fandom at all, so I didn't have any of those expectations like that. So overall, I, I find the ending to be pretty positive. I'm going better than Transformers. Oh, good. Yeah, yeah, that is good. Uh, I it is funny because uh, you know I don't even try anymore. I'm definitely getting off Twitter helped, but just being on the internet and my algorithm is just constantly spoiling anime right. that I love for me all the right. time. And for whatever reason, that's never happened for Attack on Titan. Mm. I wasn't surprised by anything at the ending, but I didn't know what it was going to be for sure yeah. beforehand, which was nice. I definitely the the two or three things that they presented as supposed to be shocking. I was I was like. Am I supposed to be shocked yeah, about yeah. this, or is this just something I already saw and forgot it? <laughs> you know? Fair enough. So we want to go into spoilers? Yeah, sure. Um, by the way, <laughs> since we're in spoilers, I don't know, two years ago, three years ago, when fucking season three came out, we were talking <laughs> about it, I said the only way this show ends is Mikasa cutting his yep. fucking head off. Yeah. And that's exactly what happened. That's true. And it was beautiful. Yeah. I, lo- I love the, the, the blade slicing through the hair. Yeah. Well, it's good stuff. Yeah, I don't want to... If you guys haven't watched it, it's hard to make this comparison. Have you guys watched Invincible Season 2 yet? Uh, yes. I, I've not started it yet. You're okay. fucking up, boy. I, I'm sure I am. The animation sucks. Look, it's never been great. But it's somehow worse it's than Season 1. It's a little bit worse than Season 1, yeah. <laughs> and um, Despite the fact that they had two fucking years to work Yeah, on. it doesn't make any <laughs> sense. But because I had just watched Attack on Titan, yeah. it was very fresh in my head. What the fuck is going on? Like, is it is there is it too much work? Is there not enough studios? Like, what is the problem? Because, again, to the point you just made, it took two years for us to get yeah. half a season of Invincible. Yeah. It took fucking three years from the end of the last season and a fucking mini movie and all this for us to get this. Like, 
it's really disappointing that we're waiting all this time and not getting this. And the a, product is not exceptional. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm wondering if it's like a trickle-down effect since there's so much stress on VXF artists right now, you know, computer-generated artists, if they're stealing people from hand-drawn and stuff like that, which is then maybe there are less people to work on hand-drawn stuff. I, I mean, I think the animation for Invincible is done, I don't know if it's in America or Canada, but somewhere in, like, you know, the continental mm-hmm. North America. And uh, so they probably get paid a reasonable amount and do, like, reasonable hours. Right. <laughs> That's probably why the animation doesn't look as good. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> in, in, for MAP, it's just because they have too much shit to yeah. do. Otherwise, I think it wouldn't look So basically better. what you're uh, pro of is slave-like labor conditions. I'm, look, I'm not I'm not pro it. I'm just saying the product does look better. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, you know, I think before we should go any further, we, we should probably, since we're in spoilage, we should say that one of the big conceits from where you talked about earlier is that at the end of season three, the main character, Aaron, turns heel and decides to commit genocide. And this is the this is the wrap up of that. Yes. Yeah. Well, I mean, this, is that is that the end of season three or is that like, because well, we had season four and it was like the first half. And oh, we that's were clear in season four. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's a good point. Yeah, I forgot that. Even the episode four, yeah. Was, yeah, yeah. There's four part one, four part two, okay. and then there's these. Okay, two then things. I think that's where we first last checked in. Then yeah. was midway through. Yeah, four. yeah, I think that sounds right. Yeah, and that's that is kind of again. It's hard to be like, oh, it rushed to the ending here, but we introduced to the point of your, you raised. There's a lot of characters. Already was a lot of characters. Right. We introduced a whole new cast of characters. The uh, thing I was going to p- compare those characters to was like the newspaper people in the last season of The Wire. Mm. Mm. They were interesting, but I don't really feel like they were there enough. For me to care about them and really have a super impact on the story. I know the one kid learns to fly, and that's very important to the ship. I didn't remember that being that a thing. You're right. I didn't either. It, <laughs> I was like, wait a minute. He has wings? Right. Like, I did not. I right. feel like we've all missed something between yeah. the two movies because mm. it was like months. So I'm yeah. sure they explained it. Maybe they didn't. I don't know. Yeah, I, I think I briefly remember him getting the Titan powers during the mm. last like 90 yeah, minute yeah. thing, but. but- that's literally the only thing that that last group of characters really affect the story with is that that kid could fly. Yeah, and I, I, I kind know. of under well, I, I feel like it kind of undercuts some of the emotional moments because they are our connection to the survivors on that little plateau or whatever, right? Right. right. But I haven't spent very much time with them. I haven't spent any time with the backstory right. characters for them. So like. Old lady walks up and she's crying. I'm like, I don't know. I don't this remember this bitch is. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Why do I care? And also, really, I think, you know, I mean, we still didn't need to introduce people for that because we had Annie and what's his name? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You had Annie's dad. Right. I mean, again, Annie's was sidetracked for so long. Right. Yeah. right. But at least you did kind of care about her. And right. Whatever. His name starts with a B, right? Um, fucking Armor Titan. I don't know, what is our Bernhold? Yeah, Bernhold. No, Bernhold's, no, Bernhold's the one that's dead. Oh, yeah. Yeah, uh, Reiner. Reiner. Reiner, yeah. A lot of names to remember. There are a lot of names to remember. They're, they're, I feel like I remember most of them pretty good. Mm. I don't know what, if you guys had like a particular structure or things you wanted to talk about. No. I, I'm kind of talking about the show as a whole. And as you say, it changes a lot uh, over the course of it. But, you know, obviously the, the first season 
was the one that hooked people in. And one of the things I really love about that, that I kind of, I mean, it definitely gets lost in later seasons because right. it's not about that almost immediately after season one, is it's it's the first thing that made a zombie scary again, Yeah, is what this show is. Right. Because I don't, I'm sure at some point one zombie was scary to someone, but it's been at least 60 years. Right, right, I right. think. Uh, and I mean, at this point, even like hordes of zombies are not scary. Any, right. any show that has hordes of zombies is not about zombies at all. Right. It's just a, a plot device to like ha- uh, talk about people in the way that they degrade and stuff. Uh, we've we've seen the problem there. Somebody saw the problem there. The writer of this manga saw the problem there. And was like, what if we make one zombie fucking scary again? Right. That every single zombie could fucking destroy you, destroy everything you love. I don't know. I, I really like that because it's... I think it is a concept that is scary, but we just kind of lost uh, what makes it work. Well, I mean, definitely the scariest thing about them when you first encounter them is they just can't be reasoned. Yeah, no, absolutely. They're just going to do what they're going to do no matter what. What I like a lot about this show, because the point I was going to make, and now I'm going to kind of undercut that point here, was um, when we were going through people's names, I don't know if Attack on Titan is really that smart of a show. No, sure. No. (laughs) Uh, I think it's kind of a dumb show sometimes. And part of that is like, these people have the most German names. Yeah. I don't even know German people with that German of name. And it's like, really wants you to know. Yeah. What it's trying to talk well, about. Well, so, uh, boy. I, but I, I'm <laughs> okay. So, it's like really heavy handed on that. At one point, people have armbands. Yeah. You know, they live in right. ghettos. Yeah. Like we know. Right. But, uh, you're talking about the zombie thing. What I do really think that this show does well is that it takes genres and kind of flips them on their head. First, it's a zombie. And then all of a sudden, season two, it's like a fucking mech. Yeah. Anime. yeah, yeah. Like the guy's last name is fucking Jaeger. Yeah. Right. Like it again is telling you right. what it is. Right. But because we've never really I think done this show came out before Pacific Rim. <laughs> I think the term's been around, but I mean like instead of wearing a giant suit, it's a flesh suit. Like right. again, like it's a new kind of version take on that thing. And and in that in that regard, I do think it's smart. Yeah. And at least interesting. I mean, I, I don't know what makes a thing smart or not. One of the things that uh from like a writing perspective that I think really shines in like the later seasons particularly three and, and somewhat four is uh the sh- the show does like plausible narrative tension better than almost anything else i've ever seen right in that like you come into a conflict and it feels super heavily handed in favor of one side and for most of that episode it probably is and it feels like there's absolutely no hope for the other side but somehow by the end of the episode the fortunes have completely switched in a totally plausible way right. and now it feels completely one-sided on the other side until the next episode starts <laughs> Uh, which I think is, I mean, it's one of the things that I think, you know, really like m- drives you to keep watching the right. episodes, mm-hmm. but it's one of the things that I think people really, I, I really engage with, particularly in the, in the later seasons. Yeah. The problem at the end of the day for me in this show is it's never going to get cooler than that scene when the whole scout regiment's riding to their death. Yeah. 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 And, uh, you know, there's like a clock and three different missions going on. And then one of them is a suicide mission with a thousand people. Yeah, like right. that's just the peak this right. show is ever going to be. <laughs> And that was five years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That happened. So I don't have. Well, I don't know what else I want to talk about, but I probably have more things to talk about. Uh, <laughs> so let's let's talk. So you kind of talk, bring up thing I want to talk about as far as tell don't show kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I think by and large, the sh- like the story does a, a good job of making the point that I think the author wants to make. Uh, you know, again, like the the first the first bit is just like a survival getting your bearings, but once like we really get the context. 
of, of like, you know, what's going on behind the walls, what's going on outside of the walls, all that kind of stuff. You know, you get this, you get this feel for this like cycle of hatred kind of thing, which is, I think, you know, very much what mm-hmm. the whole thing is supposed to be about. Uh, you know, just that, that hate's going to get more hate, gets more mm-hmm. hate, whatever. And you talk about bringing in the new characters. I really, I, I think that everyone there is like kind of important, but really the only one there that's, that uh, means anything is, uh, what's the, what's the girl's, girl's name? name? Yeah. yeah. She's yeah. the one that the, yeah. it's, it's, because she's, yeah. she's Aaron is the whole right. point. She's right. new Aaron. That's On true. the other side. Uh, and you're just like, oh, okay, this is just going to like keep doing right. this. And in my mind, I feel like by the time we get midway through the fourth season, I think you've made a good point. Like, I get where you're coming from right. on that. But then they spend the last part of that season just saying all those things out loud. All the people right. that realized they were being bigots said they were being bigots. All the people who said they were bad parents were bad parents. All right. the people, you know, like all the things that I think had been shown to us. They made a point to like make the characters say to each other explicitly right. for some reason, especially in that last episode. Yeah, with like Aaron's monologue of fucking explaining bullshit. Um, and and in my in my heart, I'm like, this is wrong. You've like, again, you've done a good job of showing. Don't tell. You don't have to retell us again. And then I get on YouTube and I see a hundred videos of like Rick teaches Morty a lesson. Uh, uh, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> uh, uh, Homelander pones a bunch of noobs. I'm like, yeah. oh, okay, maybe we do need to fucking say it out loud. <laughs> yeah. right. I don't know. People generally are dumb. <laughs> I mean, I, I will say if you're someone out there who hated the architect in the matrix you're not going to enjoy the last episode yeah, of show. yes okay. but <laughs> god yes but, that is a great point but i kind of agree that you know and I, I don't want this to sound insulting to present company but uh i i'm there are a lot of dumb people out there and a lot of them watch anime <laughs> so i mean uh so i i think over explaining maybe might have been good for this cuz there is there is a lot of nihilism to this show you yeah. know, and uh, and making sure they know that, you know, that's not the point. Yeah. You know, that Levi being just like an emotionless killer badass is not the point. Yeah. It's yeah. kind of important. <laughs> I don't know. He's pretty cool. He's, he's really <laughs> fucking cool. <laughs> uh, I mean, I don't think subtlety has ever been this show's specialty, mm-hmm. which is what I've been talking about this whole time. I do think this point you're making that it it undercuts itself a little bit by being so straightforward about it at the end and and the last episode is a great reason why right because you get that scene when i briefly talked about this earlier where you find out eric basically told everybody what was going to happen he made them forget cuz yeah. he right. could control their minds or whatever right but in that it really bugged me so fucking much <laughs> in that everyone else has already learned the lesson aaron acknowledges the lesson yeah does it anyway yep but his primary thing was i want to be free so theoretically when he learned the lesson he should understand the only way for me to be free is to not do this yeah yeah, right but he does it anyway and i just i can't wrap my brain around it it. absolutely uh, again it does it undercuts like the deepest core thing that we've learned about our main character this whole fucking show it's really stupid. <laughs> I am a victim to the destiny I create. Right. What? Yeah. It's it's Well, really- I mean, I, I don't know. Again, I I haven't been with this as you all, but I took that as, you know, if I don't follow through with this destiny even though I won't be I mean, I didn't like that for a completely different reason than you guys didn't like that. I took that as 
if I don't follow through with this, even though following through this means I'm not free, it's going to set the people I care about free. But to the point that Joseph just made, the lesson everyone has learned is that violence doesn't solve the problem. Right. And and again, if he's already seeing what's going to happen, I don't know. It just yeah, fucking I, bugs it's, me. It's also I, like, oh. He said the conclusion. He said, we should just fucking stay here and I'll just die. Yeah. Yes, that's <laughs> exactly right. That is what you should fucking do. Uh, it really well, got me. What what I was saying was I I don't. The reason I don't like that is it kind of makes oh well then Aaron was the hero all along. And yeah. They, they did such a good job of turning him heel. Yeah. Doing that thing that so many of these shows had tried to do yeah. and kind of failed. That I I kind of feel like it was a cop out at the end to say oh well, actually Aaron was the guy who knew what no, was going so on there's, the a, there's a famous line that was changed between the manga ending and this ending okay. that would really rub you the wrong way yeah. uh, which is when uh, Armin and Aaron are having their little thing in the fucking uh, uh, right. whatever yeah. yeah Armin says to him thank you for becoming a mass murderer for us <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. Right. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Like, it, 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 I feel like there was enough time to come up with like some kind of reason for like we had to kill eighty percent for some reason. You absolutely could have just killed him earlier. I don't know why. Like, what was what was accomplished? Right. I will say, I really did like. I'll see you in hell. Yeah. As a line for like, I'll see my friend <laughs> again in hell, <laughs> yeah. as opposed to someone you're about to kill. Yeah, yeah, yeah that yeah. was great. Yeah. yeah. I just, I, I don't know. It, it was one of those things that I, I don't like it when we present an individual having learned something and then, and then that having no effect on the yeah, story. Yeah, yeah. Like what was, what does that point serve other than Aaron not feeling the freedom? And I, and I, and in that regard, he is the villain of this story. Does the villain deserve to lose? Probably he commits mass murder. He didn't have to do that, though. Right. He could have got to the shores, realized it's fucked up. By the way, he goes to the other side and starts sympathizing with these people right. and, you know, playing catch with the fucking kid and shit like that. Yeah. Like, he could have learned his lessons right. and he could have moved on and been happy. Would that have been exciting? No, I get that. Like, right. giant skeleton monster killing 80% of the people. Way more interesting. <laughs> right. Also, we compared it to Game of Thrones. One of the things in Game of Thrones that this show is compared to a lot is not afraid to kill your characters. Yep. And much like Game of Thrones, well, 60% of the way in, they're like, mm, we're kind of done killing. Yeah, them. yeah. <laughs> right. And there was about four deaths in this that should have just fucking stayed. Yeah, absolutely. Right. And they backtrack on it. Right. Yeah. Very upsetting. Yeah, I definitely... Uh, Nobody cares about Connie. <laughs> I mean, definitely, Jean and Connie got a great death. And a great then, death. And then to backtrack on it, even though John was kind of my favorite guy, so I'm glad he got to survive, like, I I still, it, it definitely felt like a cop-out. He's a great character because he's the most realistic one, which is in this world of crazy circumstances, it's like, what's going to keep me alive today? Right. Yeah. Whose side is going to keep me alive? I definitely, this whole time I was thinking, why is Connie still alive? Why the fuck is Connie Dude, still alive? Dude, his mom's. <laughs> and, then, and then it was to say, oh, this is just like the gas in my home village or whatever. Which like, is... So and like, okay, well now Connie gets to die because that's what he was here for. Could we have done anything to call back to that moment from again eight fucking years ago? <laughs> right. Like, that's season two, right? right. Like, Connie finding his home village. Right. Yep. 
No, there's nothing to bring you or make you remember <laughs> right. that other than assuming you've rewatched recently, which I did not. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They do re-reference it in season four. Oh, do uh, they? Yeah, well, because there's there's a bit where there's like one more. Well, that was still two years ago, so I don't remember yeah, that either. Yeah, I can't remember what it is, but there's like one more magic fucking thing that might save his mom that would also... I can't remember what the fuck it was. Mm. Uh, I think it was like somebody who could turn into one of the Titans and was like, oh, if, if my mom made it, I could have my mom back. I can't remember what the fuck it was, but it does come back around. Oh, you're oh, right. Yeah, that yeah. does happen. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I don't know. <laughs> Why... God. Why all the mystery about what happened to his brother? What does that serve for the story? Wait, whose brother? Aaron's brother. Fucking... What's Zeke? Zeke. Oh, yeah. Why, what did we achieve? What does that add? Zeke being just tucked away, giving up on the world. Why didn't we get any of lead up to that? Yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, definitely, because I think the most interesting thing about Zeke was was Levi wanting to kill him. Yeah. And, and like, that really wasn't interesting about him. That was interesting about Levi. Levi. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what happens with Zeke. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like like a character development right. wise. I don't really understand. And then him just kind of being tucked away, controlled by Aaron feels like a I mean it, it's real undercut. It feels him. a bit like the It's just anticlimactic. Uh, no, it's definitely anticlimactic. The bit where where he goes through uh like the memories or mm-hmm. the time with, with Aaron through like and meeting his father again mm-hmm. and, and whatever is supposed to like break him. The whole point is he just didn't know he wanted, but really just wanted his dad to his love dad. him. Yeah. yeah, and didn't wanted his dad, and then he got that, and he realized that his dad was life was also ruined by Aaron, and it just like I'm feeling gassier that yeah. I don't I don't agree with, but I'm right. just trying to like that's I think right. what the story's going for. I agree with that, yeah. but then for him to be like my euthanasia plan really was the best. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm like, what? Hey, so like he, he says that. Yeah, yeah, no, he one hundred percent says that because you think, oh, this guy's come around, and he really hasn't. Mm-hmm. He still wants those people to die. Right. Yeah, he does not want to find a way forward. Yeah. Right. So uh, that that kind of leads me into a similar sort of thing to what I was talking about earlier, as far as like you know, uh, kind of making your point explicit. The the author for this has come under fire for not being I, I know you're gonna say with armbands and stuff but not being explicit enough that like all of the racism and bigotry and, and like hate stuff is not clearly condemned enough in the story which I think is fucking crazy yeah. it's insane yeah. Uh, yeah. but uh, you know whatever uh, but <laughs> I feel like I feel like this story has the same problem that fucking X-Men has uh, in that like the, the in, in real life the problem with like bigotry and racism is that like you know, you peel away borderlines and one layer of skin, and we're literally exactly this fucking right. same, like identical to mm-hmm. one another. Right. In this world, there are some people who, against their will sometimes, can be turned into giant monsters that can level cities. <laughs> so, like, I mean, it's not quite the same. <laughs> There's a logical reason for disliking there is. <laughs> uh, Maybe in that regard, the fire's a little deserved. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's funny. Also, maybe to that point, which is that, again, they're kind of victims of their own actions here because they do use that power to obliterate and and destroy and things like that. But I do love, I love the bit. Well, first, I love when he turns, the creature thing turns them all into Titans. Fucking thought that was awesome. I wish they had stuck with it. (laughs) I was like, fuck yeah, what a shocking turn of events. Yeah. 
but two, I I hated when they went back to people. I thought that that sucked. But <laughs> but when they do it and they turn them back to people, I love the immediate reaction for the other people. Is like, put up your fucking guns. We are about to annihilate all these <laughs> yeah, people. Because yeah. again, what would your response be like? Right. They just turned into fucking giants. Oh, absolutely. Zombies. Yeah, yeah. We gotta shoot these bitches. <laughs> it's reasonable. <laughs> it's not kind. No. Uh, yeah. They should have stayed dead. It would, yeah. have, it would have been it would what if, how shocking would would it have been if they did that and then at the end they beat Aaron and all those people I mean, were here's, still here's dead. The thing, it's they, too happy of an ending. Well, that's what I'm saying. I think that they like who whoever came up. I can't. Remember, I don't know if this is exactly how it ended in, in the manga, but whoever decided on this ending thought that this was the happier ending. But then, like immediately after, we do that whole like post credit thing where like everything just falls apart. We all just kill each other again. Everybody just dies right. again, uh, and like we annihilate ourselves. So like, is that really any better than if we they if they had just stayed Titans? Which yeah. I think is a more interesting yeah. ending anyway. So when you guys were little kids, did they show like Looney Tunes on TV or a lot, or yeah. that already yeah. passed? Did you ever see the one about the mice who were telling each other about man's wars? I don't think I don't so. think so. You'd just be you'd be watching fucking Wiley e. Coyote and before you got to Bugs Bunny next, they'd just show this crazy serious one about these rats in this tree talking about the horrible cyclical nature of war. And that's what this reminded me of, <laughs> except they were able to tell that in like 8 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. You know. This took years. Right. It took many years. I don't know. I'm kind of happy it's over. Look, I, I, I think it's time has passed. Right? Yeah. I would agree with that. I think it's time has passed before the finale came. Yes. There, it, it really, popularity, and like, I, I don't know, my engagement with it, like, peaked sometime mid-season four. It was, right. it was still very good, really great. I'm also glad it's over, but I'm glad I have the whole thing. Like, the whole thing yeah. is still very good. I will probably rewatch it again. I, I will definitely, I will definitely try rewatching it again. Once they do the dub version of the last episode, because yeah. it was jarring for oh, one yeah. episode that for going you? to a completely different set of voices and having to pay attention to it. Having <laughs> to look at the screen the whole time. Couldn't check your phone once. That's not how we live in 2023. Yeah, but I feel like you missed some of the just disgusting violence <laughs> by just listening to this show. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, I mean, I like the American voice cast of this show, right. most because my boy Matt Mercer's Matt Levi. Levi, yeah. And, uh, what a great role. Yeah, he's so good, too. Yeah. Uh, but I have watched the last two seasons as a uh, sub, so it wasn't it wasn't jarring for me. That's Subs it. only, baby. <laughs> I'm not a sub only guy, but... Yeah. It just seems like such an archaic way to live your life, to just look at a TV screen <laughs> when you're watching TV. Yeah. We don't have to do that anymore. We don't have to do that anymore. Yeah. It's uh, better than Transformers. It's better oh, than Transformers. Totally better than Transformers. I mean, if it wasn't better than... I mean, that's also my thing. I think the ending was good. But I don't think when... Even if an ending isn't great to something this long, you can say that makes it bad. Right, I because totally Because it was agree. still good enough for you to watch it for years. Yeah. Can I ask you a question before we wrap up? So, season four is really the, the season that introduces the time travel and yeah. all that. Right. Is the end of season three, when they get to the ocean, a better ending for this? I mean, it, it's it's the most emotional I ever got with the show. Right. Was the end of season three, when they see the ocean, and it means something totally different for them than what they thought it was going to yes. when right. they got there. I think that's a beautiful moment. But, I mean, at the same time, I think, like, because they, they learn the stuff at the very end of season three, yes. right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 
it is one of those things, one of the rare times. That's the whole thing. They're getting to Aaron's basement. Yeah, yeah. It's such a rare thing in these kind of long-running shows where there's, like, this one MacGuffin that you've been after for, you know, three Years. seasons. yeah. That, like... Usually when you get there, like, you don't really care about that anymore. Like, you've, you've gotten invested in other stuff. It doesn't right. really matter. For, for you to get to that and for it to still fucking kick your ass is great. Right. I think that is still a great reveal. Mm-hmm. Does it get better after that on a grand story-wise? I don't know. You know, like, you know, it does muddy the waters. There are some great episodes, but it's less clear about what's going on and who right. you're rooting for and all that stuff. For sure. I do. It reminds me a lot, it, both... In a similarity and indifferences uh, of the whole premise of, you know, we've talked a lot. Dexter season four is the perfect ending to Dexter. Right. right. Um, but unlike Dexter, where Dexter continues to try to be the same show. Right. And it, it doesn't work because you already ended the show, in my opinion. Mm. Attack on Titan, at least, like, it, it would be hard. Now I can watch Dexter and I can stop in season four and I have no issues. Right. I've done it a couple of times. Right. Attack on Titan, I can't do that. Like, I have to, like, I feel like if I were rewatching it, I wouldn't be able to get to them getting in the ocean and be like, mm, this is the part I like. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm done. Like, I feel like, okay, no, I know what's going to happen next. I have to see it through to the end. Right. So in that regard, I do think they've kind of, like, planted enough seeds and yeah, things no. like that to, to kind of keep it interesting. Makes but, sense. But definitely, you know, if anime stopped existing in whatever, whenever season three ended and we never got any more, it would be like, that would be a satisfying ending. Yeah, I would right. feel good about this series. I might... I don't know if I'd feel better about it overall. I feel like the sustained excellence, even with a middling ending, is is still pretty high. Right. Dude, there are so many comparisons to Game of Thrones. Yeah. Fucking Daenerys and Aaron are the exact same. <laughs> but pretty similar. Aaron, yeah. Aaron makes way more sense than Daenerys right. does. Yeah. I mean, it makes more sense. I still think we could have come up with a better justification in the end, but... I don't think... I think the time travel makes it worse. Yeah. <laughs> I think Aaron just being obsessed with the goal and realizing... Aaron, simply Aaron getting to the, the ocean and being like, well, the Titans weren't the real monsters. Yeah, yeah. These people were the real monsters. Right. I think that's enough of a motivation. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. I don't, the time travel, not necessary. Right. Anyway. Attack on Titan. Attack on Titan. Yeah, yeah I mean, if you look, if you're looking for a, a dark fantasy series, it's fucking, it's really good. Better than Transformers. It's pretty good. It's it's very good. Don't let him lie to you. <laughs> I'm going to go overall with very good. Too. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's Attack on Titan. Uh, I, I know it's been a while, so you might not remember anything. Just pick whatever you want. What have we been watching in November, guys? Woo, there's so much, bro. I'll try to go quick. <laughs> you can uh, save some for later if you need to. No, I don't want to do that. Okay. Um, you know, you always talk about movies on a plane. I'm going to talk about movies on a boat, because I watched two movies on a cruise ship. Right. Uh, I rewatched Barbie. Mm-hmm. Better than Transformers. This is better the second time. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's because I had already seen it and knew what to expect, but I laughed way more. Fucking killer. Uh, actually, while I was watching Barbie, I had been reading. I'd been sitting on the like deck of the ship. I had been reading American Prometheus. So it was like my own Oppenheimer moment. Right. Barbenheimer moment. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, I also watched Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1. I like that movie. Fucking fun. Better than Transformers. I don't think it's the best Mission Impossible movie. But uh, I think it builds tension really well. I was pretty stressed out for old Ethan Hunt there in parts. Haley Atwell's a good addition. Palm Clementoff, or whatever yep. her name, mm. she's a great addition. Um, it's kind of weird that the villain is like the least exciting new part of it. All I know that guy from is he played Deathstroke in Titans, and he was pretty good at that. But mm. what else have I watched? Oh fuck, yeah, uh, a show I really liked came back for a second season called Behind the Attraction, which I'm a Disney Park nut, and this show is all about like classic Disney Park rides. And the very first episode of season two is about Pirates of the Caribbean, and that made me think I should show my children the Pirates of the Caribbean movies. Guys, they're fucking good. <laughs> yeah, like Pirates one is 
a really good it's a, movie. It's a very good movie. It's, a, it's an almost perfect movie. Yeah. Like, I'm watching it, and I'm like, I've seen this probably a hundred times, and I'm still right. blown away yeah. by how good this movie is. Obviously, the special effects really take it up a notch in two, right. and the story kind of decreases a little bit, but overall, those first three... Fucking killer! Can I can I say I watched uh, one of those like uh, GQ or whatever actors going through their filmographies, uh, and they did it with Bill Nye, and he talks about Pirates of the Caribbean, and it's the saddest fucking thing I've ever heard because the whole thing he talks about how he was like the only one in this dumb little fucking suit Mm -hmm. talking to nobody, uh, like he's uh, so good. He had he had like like a bunch of makeup. He didn't like talk to anybody on set. He didn't like meet anybody. He didn't like he had the worst time with it, and he like. Not, he didn't say he like hated the role, but like it wasn't pleasant for him, and he doesn't feel like he did a great job. And I'm like, no, Bill Nye, you did so good. It might be his best role. I want to find him on the street and hug him. Yeah. <laughs> like, you did so good, buddy. There, there are moments in those two that are, are really pretty weak, but God, every time David Jones He's is so on good. screen, it makes up for everything wrong with it. I would say that the first Crump Pirates movie is very comparable to A New Hope, or to the first Matrix movie. I think it's just not remembered in that same breath of those guys because it's not a game changer like yeah. those mm. were. But it kind of was a game changer. Nobody was making movies like that. <laughs> right, that's and, true. And it just, I, I was, and I don't know if they really made him since, but. No, that's a good point, too. <laughs> uh, also, what the fuck happened to Gore Verbinski? Like, this guy was hitting, man. Lone right. Ranger. Yeah, I guess that's true. Yeah. Either way, pretty good. Are we going to do an episode on the Scott Pilgrim anime? Wait, I just started it, so it's conceivable. Okay. I, I will definitely I will, I will watch it if opinions. we want to do that. I did it in one night. Have you too. not watched it? I've not watched that's it. That's shocking to me. Been very busy. All right. I'm going to go with that's it. Okay. So I did all of it in a few minutes. Okay, what have I What have I done? <laughs> we'll keep it pretty recent. Uh, I watched the uh, WWE uh, pay-per-view uh, Survivor Series. Old CM Punk. Yes! So here's why I decided to watch it. Uh, if you all don't know... Did you know that was going to happen? Uh, okay, here's the whole thing of that. Pretty much as soon as CM Punk got fired from AEW... Everyone was saying that was going to happen. It was going to be in Chicago, his hometown. He seemed open to the idea of returning, which is definitely a hell-freezing-over moment. He left like 10 years ago, right? Like yes. It's been a long and time. It was, it was acrimonious. Yeah. It was like they, you know, they've said a lot of bad shit about each other over the years. But so much of the insider wrestling press that came out going up to that, the people who would want to spoil it and usually are able to spoil it said it's not happening. Then everyone believed it wasn't going to happen. So it was a genuine fucking surprise. But yeah, I, I went into it, you know, uh, Survivor Series is WWE's Thanksgiving uh, pay-per-view. And I should say, a year ago, I subscribed to Peacock because it had Law & Order and it had the WWE pay-per-views for, re- for free. And I watch Law & Order like every fucking day. I haven't watched too many, a lot of those pre- uh, those pay-per-views. You know, I usually end up just catching up with the uh, highlights on YouTube the next day. But, you know, this was the Thanksgiving one. And as you guys may remember from previous Thanksgiving, what I'm always thankful for is Bill Ward, the original drummer of Black Sabbath. And the theme song for Survivor Series War Games was War Pigs. And I was like, this is a sign. I need to watch this one Mm. front to back. I did, and it was fucking delightful. And as you pointed out, CM Punk shows up at the end, and it is a massive moment. Like, those people in Chicago lose their 
fucking minds. I can't there. remember the last time WWE like broke the internet, right? But this was a huge deal. And like, man, they played it so well too because they really they did things to make you think something might happen, and then to kill that expectation. Like the whole the whole Randy Orton was supposed to return mm-hmm. the same episode too, and the whole uh, pay per view it was like Randy's not here. Is he going to be here? So you kind of think. Maybe it's going to be CM Punk. But then Randy shows up and is like, oh, well, that's that's not going to happen. And then the end, you know, everybody's celebrating in the ring. And then you're like, OK, well, it's it's going to happen now. Maybe he's going to come out now. And then they do a little trademark in the corner. And the trademark in the corner means shit's over. Yeah. This pay-per-view is done. I usually flip, Click it right off. flip th- that. And then right as that hits, the the first uh, the first notes of uh, cult personality hit, and that place goes fucking bananas. Half the fucking audience at least had to shit their pants. They went <laughs> so fucking nuts. And man, uh, it it really is made wrestling sort of exciting to me again, particularly WWE. This time last year, it just seemed so predictable. Like last year was Cody versus Roman. And we knew since Cody won, next year is going to be Cody versus Roman. But since then, we've had like the rise of LA Knight. We've had sort of everyone else in the bloodlines kind of become a big as big a star as Roman. So it's not. And now CM Punk shows up. It's not as predictable as it was. I don't know what's going to happen next. Yeah. And it seems like I might be wrong. I haven't been watching, mm-hmm. but it seems like they've really tried. I mean, not tried, but. There's been a lot of teases of people coming back. I mean, right. CM Punk being Randy Orton being one. Right. John Cena came back kind of John recently. Cena came back recently. And John The C- Rock came back recently. The Rock came back recently. And there's rumors that Rock might come back for WrestleMania. The last time we saw John Cena, he got destroyed. John Cena's only got his ass kicked one other time like that. And that was by Brock. Mm. So, uh, so I feel like we'll see him again. But one thing I... In watching the CM Punk thing that made me kind of jealous is it must just be so cool. Like, Chicago, no matter where CM Punk is in his story, are on his fucking side. Mm. Like, his biggest moments are always in Chicago. You know, when him and uh, when he beat Cena for the title, he was a heel, but it was in Chicago, and that crowd was just crazy for him that night. And I was like, man, it must be nice to have somewhere like that. And then I remembered the biggest wrestling star in the world is from Pensacola. Yes. Mm-hmm. Like, why don't we give a shit that Roman Reigns is from here? Yeah. Why isn't every kid walking around in a Roman Reigns t-shirt? I've decided I'm getting on board. I love Roman Reigns. <laughs> um, hometown hero, love him. Uh, one other thing, do we think we'll do an episode on the Marvels? I haven't watched it. I still haven't watched it. I'll, I'll talk about a little spoiler free. Okay. Um, or mostly spoiler free. Uh, here's what I'm going to say about this. Everybody's talking about why this failed. I truly believe this was the first superhero movie that was actually for girls. We've had a lot with women leads, but they still follow the dude superhero movie formula. This one actually had shit in it for girls. And I think it would have done great if it would have came out before Barbie and every girl on Earth realized, oh shit, we don't even want superheroes. We want this shit. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, you know, I think it was just bad timing on it. Uh, that I will say, though, I've grown a lot in this podcast as far as my appreciation of musicals. But I need to know that shit's coming. You can't spring a <laughs> musical number on me. And 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 this one was like egregious. It was like, oh, shit, we're in a musical now. Uh, 
Uh, and another complaint about that part of it. Kamala Khan's superpower is not making hard light projections. Her superpower is lampshading. She tells you every fucking thing that's happening in the movie. But for some reason, when in the middle of this movie, it turns into a Bollywood movie, she just doesn't mention it. <laughs> she makes no joke about that. That was disappointing. It's fair. <laughs> I'm still going to go with it was better than Transformers, just because I feel like if I say it was worse, I'm a goddamn incel. Mm. But, uh, but I... Internet's kind of ruined that. Yeah. yeah. I, but I do think... I do think I... I applaud it for actually being for girls. I, I just think, want to point out, I mean, both sides. Have, uh, no, but yeah. in my head, I was, I was like, the internet's ruined hating women. Yeah. <laughs> kind of. Well, yeah. No. But, uh, you know, I do, I do applaud them for genuinely trying to say, okay, if we're going to do this, let's actually do this. Let's make a superhero movie for girls. It didn't work out, but they tried to do it. I do. I, I want to say one thing, kind of to the both what you talked about. Mm. I do think this movie failed. And John Cena and The Rock came back because there was a fucking strike going. Oh <laughs> no, one hundred percent. I think they, both of those things happened. No, <laughs> I mean John Cena was open about it. John Cena was like, "Hey, I'm here till the strike's over. So whatever story you put me in, we need to be able to pull the wrap it up just it like is, that." Yeah, yeah. And The Rock showed up for like one night where they were in the same town. Yeah, fucking in. Pat McAfee was there. Right. Like, no one takes that seriously. Right. But they needed work, and those. I think this movie would have, to the point you're making, made it being for girls. Um, probably would have benefited having your three women leads out there promoting the movie. Oh, 100%. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Definitely. De- definitely the girl who plays Camilla Khan, because on her own time, she is fucking charming. Yeah, she's yeah. very... Uh, did, you hear, did you hear what her answer to when someone asked her what she thought of the movie uh, not making... Uh, Bob Iger's Yeah, problem. it's like, that's Bob Iger's problem. <laughs> <laughs> that girl for president. Yeah. No kidding. Uh, well, cool. Well, I did a lot of things, but I'll, I'll try and, and uh, winnow it down. Uh, I do have movies on a plane. I flew mm-hmm. to California, so I had a, a bit of time to get through some stuff. I watched Damien Chazelle's First Man. Uh, you never seen that before? I had not seen it before. It's fine. Mm-hmm. I don't think... It's too long. It's too long. I, I mean, the, the one thing that I think it wanted to do, I, it accomplishes, which is make it look so, 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 so deeply bone-rattlingly terrifying to be in one of those yes. capsules. <laughs> the landing sequence is fantastic. Yeah, every, every single one of those scenes, I'm like, holy shit, I would, like, you could not pay me enough money to do this. I don't know if you could put a gun to my head and make me do this. <laughs> but I just, I don't think, I, you know, I don't I don't know what Neil Armstrong was like as a person, but I just don't think you can get away with, like, the stoic man just, just can't find his feelings anymore in 2020, whatever fucking we're in now. It's just... We've passed that point as a society. It's not an interesting movie. Yeah. Wait, just halfway through, I realized we were talking about the Ryan Gosling movie, right? Yeah. 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 No, I, that was my same feeling on it, too. The, the thing about that movie was the most incredible, was the making you feel that the stuff that they were writing in was just shit somebody built. Yeah. Like, it felt like, oh, this is... It's just rattling, dude. Like, like he's in space in a fucking Volkswagen. Yeah. Like, it's crazy. Yes. I also, I know far too many pilots for me to ever trust that there are these quiet, <laughs> gentle types. <laughs> Touche. <Hey. laughs> it's funny. Uh, I watched uh, Bong Joon-ho's Okja mm. on, on Netflix, which was fine. Uh, you know, the... I didn't want to take my opinion of that guy, so I never watched it. Yeah, I thought look, I would hate it. It's No, it's not bad. Every, everybody is good in it. 
it, it's very like you know if you watch the trailer you watch the movie yeah. you know whatever raising raising animals for food is bad <laughs> i'm not disagreeing with you they just taste good i will say <laughs> i'm not gonna stop yeah i i, I, I you know the one thing that that peeks through in this that peeks through and all like he just got this very very like black sense of humor there aren't a lot of jokes in it but the jokes in it are just like they're so dark and they come out of nowhere and i love them uh but yeah it's, it's better than transformers but it's also not like the best thing you've ever seen when i watched the trailer and maybe i'm off base here but i just thought i'd rather watch a ghibli movie i feel like i'd get the same themes oh but... no it's way more fucked up than a ghibli movie is it okay. it's super fucked up <laughs> okay uh paul dano was great in it uh, have any of you guys watched the season of Rick and Morty yet? No. Not yet, no. Not well, going first to. of all, first episode of the season, worst episode they've ever known. Okay. But uh, the best episode this season is one that's sort of an indictment of factory farming and consumerism in general. And But it also shows just the what the weakness of that show and its fandom, because it's all undercut at the end by Rick's just nihilism. Like yeah. the the whole point they spend twenty five minutes making, Rick just says, "But whatever, fuck it." In the last, in the last, in his last monologue. But go ahead. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then I also watched. Uh, I have a lot of a lot of directors who have made better things. They're not best movies. Uh, Guy Ritchie's The Covenant, uh, mm. which is him and Jake Gyllenhaal. Which I'm just getting increasingly like I can't. I need a break from Jake Gyllenhaal for a few years. He definitely needs one. He, he needs one himself yeah. for sure. It's not good. It's not good in any sense of the word. Guy, how quickly is Guy Ritchie putting him out right now? I know. Mm. Well, then that's the thing. Like I, I compare Guy Ritchie to The Strokes in the <laughs> sense that he's got one song, but I like that song. Just do that thing, right? Like I don't, I don't know why we're doing this like American military uh, uh, drama thing. Just have some Jason Statham and some other British guys fucking around, shooting each Just other. Just acting cool. Yeah, like he it's, does cool guy better than almost anybody. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> I keep watching them, thinking I've seen this movie before, but then I watch them and they're a good time. I've never regret watching one of those ones. I do mm-hmm. regret every other one of his movies that's not that that I've seen. I do wonder when it switched because used to when a Guy Ritchie movie came out, it was an event. Yeah, and now I don't even know about because they're he's making them every three <laughs> months. Making them yeah. a lot. He must have alimony or something. I have no <laughs> idea why he has to make this much. Uh, and then the last thing I'll talk about because I was in LA, uh, we we were only there for a few days, so I didn't like hit a bunch of this. But you know, there's comedy shit every day, and there's like, right. comedians you know oh, performing yeah. in the comedy clubs every day there. So my wife and I went and saw an hour and a half special uh, from Nick Offerman. Oh, right on. Uh, which, if you've ever seen any any of a stand-up before, he, I mean, he talks about it on stage. He's not a stand-up comic. He was an actor right. who, like, they offered him money to come be a stand-up right. comic. So he's right. just like, I'll figure it out. He does a lot of songs in this one. It's mostly songs, right. which is pretty not what you'd expect. One mm. of the songs is I'm Not Ron Swanson. Right. Uh, but, uh, you know, if you've ever watched any of his specials before, you know, it, it, there's, there's a mix in his stuff between comedy and preachiness, and that was true in this one also. Right. I will say there's like he does a about 25 minute bit in the middle uh That's where a long bit where where he just goes through a bunch of Gordon Lightfoot songs and deconstructs them line by line <laughs> and it's the fucking best. <laughs> it's, it's hilarious and it's something that I think Jay you would really enjoy. <laughs> that sounds like something I would enjoy. Yeah. It, I, I'm, I'm assuming that this will get cut into an hour yeah, special eventually sure. and mm. I know that part will say because it, it made my wife cry. So <laughs> Uh, anyway, uh, Nick Offerman and, and, uh, just going to comedy clubs where they're like actual f- a thing. 
uh, better than I mean, Transformers. That, I mean, that's definitely exotic to us. Yeah. Because like, so little comedy comes here. Me and Sarah last night were actually talking about, it's like, what comedian could come here that we wouldn't go watch? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Like, we'd go watch fucking Larry the Cable Guy if he came here. Just because so few It'd comics. be easy and, yeah, you yeah. don't get that. Um, uh, we decided what... I. I'm not sure if I've got the guy's name right, but Sebastian, Sebastian Mancuso or something mm-hmm. like that. I would not go see that guy. I don't like him. That yeah. guy is not funny to me, even in the slightest, and he seems like a fucking douche. <laughs> yeah, I agree with that. It's good to know where your line is. Yeah. Oh, uh, but that's it. I think that's it for this week. We're already we're yeah. done yeah, yeah, I don't, for a while. I don't know that we want to do this, but it's not an email. But someone's like, hey, you got a podcast. Let me tell you all my thoughts on Spider-Man. <laughs> and um, I <laughs> that have that. That like our kind of person, actually. <laughs> All right, here we go. Here's my take on Spider-Man 1, 2, 3. Spider-Man 1. who is this? It's Reagan Bell. Okay. (laughs) I I, I don't think that you were protecting his his anonymity. You were just protecting him from me. Yes. (laughs) Uh, One, just okay. Call it the Transformers of Spider-Man movies. Is it bad? No. Is it good? Not exactly. He's talking about the Raimi one? Yes. I'm going to skip the rest. It's got a lot of things wrong. Makes some dumb changes. Hates MJ. But overall, fine. Two, great movie, great comic book movie, good Spider-Man movie. You know, says all the things y'all like. Alfred Molina's great. Right. Three, terrible. Worst Spider-Man movie ever. Action sequences are well done, but it's wacky. Too many villains crammed, and uh, it all falls flat for him. It's too Raimi for him, he says. So So I I just want to pause right there for a second. I've met Reagan before, right? I met him the day of one of the Pentacons. Yes. I, I didn't. He didn't seem like someone who wanted to pick a fight with me. I know. <laughs> I, that's why I want to do it, just because this. Yeah. But it gets better. Okay. Oh, I'm, I'm scared of what's about to come. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing Spider-Man. Near perfection. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Andrew Garfield is perfectly cast as Spider-Man. It does say like his Peter Parker's too modernized, too mopey, and things like that. But once he gets his powers, he's fine. Um, loves Emma Stone as Gwen Stacy. This is, he says, might be my actual favorite spider-man movie uh it does critique doc connors and lizard and all that amazing spider-man 2 way better than i remember goes on i really like electro thinks the spidey gwen story's done really well again talks this about must have been a novel yeah it's so fucking long dude <laughs> uh loves you know emma stone again uh he does think the harry osborne stuff is a bit forced just not nearly as bad as spider-man 3 I really I, thought Dane DeHaan was going to be a thing one day. I, I, I would like to say right here that Sarah does edge the Garfield movies out over the Raimi movies. She likes them a little better. But I think that's just because she wants to fuck Andrew Garfield. And I think that's also what's true here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, I told him very famously, and I think I've said on this show, we've talked about this. I walked out of The Amazing Spider-Man 2, went right into the office of the theater, Hurt asked me what I thought, and I said, it's either the worst Spider-Man movie or the best Spider-Man movie. And I still stand by that in that the Spider-Man bits. Right. The suit, the choreography, the quips, all of that combined might be the best Spider-Man's ever been. Everything else is awful. I think after I saw it, I came back to you and said that was the most correct thing you had ever said. <laughs> because you you nailed it. The The stuff in it that's good is so fucking good. Yeah. The stuff in it that's bad is unbearable. Yes. The, like, we will never get better web swinging right. than we got in that movie. We'll never get better quipping during a fight. Never get better quips. Yeah. Again, that suit is perfect. Perfect. Suit is perfect, 100%. Still the best one. But 
everything else is awful. Mm. I can't remember if, if if it was in the first one or they just had it in the second one, but Hans Zimmer has a, a Spider-Man theme. It's two. Does, it, 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 just yeah. in two, or is it... I'm pretty sure he only did the second one. I think one. it only, only did it in second, and it's really fucking good. Yeah. yeah. I, lo- I love the... Uh, the uh, the score is very good. Yeah, it's very Spider-Man good. Two, yeah. Look, I, I also... I think Amazing Spider-Man is a lot better than Amazing Spider-Man 1. <laughs> Amazing Spider-Man 1 is, is whatever the opposite of a perfect movie is to me, <laughs> but... I think Amazing Spider-Man one. My I don't like Lizard. I think everything with Lizard is wrong, and I hate the suit. But that movie relies so much on the chemistry of Andrew Garfield and Emma Stone, right. and they were banging in real life. So I really I saw, got that they I were banging in that I saw a thing with uh, where I was an interview with uh, Shamik Moore and uh, what's her face? Uh, oh God, what is her name? She's in everything. Yeah. Haley Steinfeld. Haley Steinfeld. Mm. Uh, and then the caption was, uh, the only Spider-Man not to bag his colleague. <laughs> <laughs> that is true, is actually. True. <laughs> I think I've said this about 100 times on this podcast, but I'll say it once more since it's an occasion. I think those two movies would have been great if it wasn't a reboot. If you keep all the stuff where they move forward and cut out all the stuff they retread, it's pretty fucking good. Yeah, anything with his parents, I think, actually kind of undercuts. Right. What happened? Is the but. Philip Philip song in the first one? Oh fuck, dude! <laughs> I don't know. There's a secret agent parents. There's the bit where the fucking cranes turn. I fucking hate those. Yeah, movies. the cranes turn is the end of the it's first the, one. That's the worst thing in any <laughs> Spider-Man movie. He does go on to say that the he doesn't really love the the Marvel ones. Mostly, his biggest complaint is he doesn't like Zendaya, and and he thinks they copped out by calling her MJ, but her that, not being Mary Jane. I mean. I've said myself, that's a very Arrowverse move. Yeah. You know, to introduce a new character and then decide, oh, wait, this is actually the character you wanted it's to be. It's totally right not Black Canary. <laughs> right, right, exactly. Um, but, I mean, if he would have said that about the first Spider-Man movie, uh, uh, the first Marvel Spider-Man movie, I would have agreed, because I don't think she could act in the first one, but she really upped her game in two or three, so I can't really agree with that wholeheartedly. Yeah. He, I, it, he didn't tell me to share this. He just, <laughs> but I just chose just, to do you it. Just, <laughs> oh, so you just told, chose to have us crap on your friend on the podcast. Yeah, basically. I'm going to tell him to listen to it, too. <laughs> Very good. Well, thanks, Reagan. <laughs> thanks. Hey, he sent it to me. You guys have I, to hear him. I never, ever balk at a chance to talk about how much I love Spider-Man 3. That's I know, what, That's buddy. one of my favorite subjects, so I can't hate him for that. I, I rewatched it like two years ago, and it really turned me around on it, because mm-hmm. I, I went, I watched it because I was like, I'm pretty sure it's as bad as I remember, and then I watched it, and was like, you know what, for all the shit that's got going on, it's it's pretty cohesive. Here's, with God, this is, we got in, but... <laughs> we can't. <laughs> it's, I... I agree with this about Spider-Man 3. I also agree with it when we talked about the fucking fourth Indiana Jones movies. Movies were so fucking bad during that decade that these two are kind of okay. Right. Why the fuck did we hate on that so much? I don't know. <laughs> like, generally, they're fine. You know, they're they're okay. Yeah. Christian, you've been in a very yelly mood today. <laughs> I'm very excited about things. We haven't done it in a while. I've got emotions. Yeah, I know. I hope you put in the description, and we talk about Spider-Man 3. Because <laughs> I'm pretty sure this is the fifth episode we've devoted a length of time to that movie. There's no reason we can't do it again. <laughs> uh, oh, we will. <laughs> uh, well, what do we want to do next week, fellas? Fuck, I mean, dude. Let's do Scott Pilgrim. Scott Pilgrim seems the easiest. Okay. Uh, you know, I've like I said, I've also watched all of the Flanagan show. If you guys finish that, I will. I will get through Scott. Pilgrim it seems like it seems like Scott Pilgrim's a lot easier, and that is 
the way it's we go. Eight, eight 30 minute, minute episodes. Yeah, yeah. it's yeah. easy peasy. It'll be easy. Or we could do Invincible if you catch up on that. Well, the first half? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I, well, we'll see. We'll see which one. It is long. Like, I got through the first episode and I was like, I can surely. Is, is like, there one more episode before the no, break? No, that's it. That's last, it. We already, already there. Last week okay. was yeah, the last That's what one. I thought. Uh, but you should start watching. That's good. No, I mean, I'm going to, definitely. Yeah. I mean, episode four is nuts. Yeah. But. It, let, let's shoot for that. Let's shoot for Pilgrim this week and that one the week after because I think I'll have more time for a longer show the yeah, week after. Yeah, there it's, are, it's long. There are also movies, I think, probably. Mm-hmm. We could talk about the Fincher movie at some point if we wanted to. I hear mixed things. I hear mixed things also. Anyway, uh, but that's it for this week. But thank you guys for listening. Uh, Please rate, subscribe, tell your friends about the podcast. If you want to get in touch with us and tell us what you think about Attack on Titan, please watch Attack on Titan. It's so fucking good. Uh, <laughs> it's fine. It, look, the ending is fine. The show as a whole is fucking good. Let's relitigate it for another. I, I, I'm ready. Uh, <laughs> well, it's so long ago that we talked. <laughs> it's funny when I left the house, I told Sarah, I was like, "This one can't go very long." <laughs> I was wrong about you. That. Were way wrong. Uh, you can reach us at realphonies@gmail.com. You can also follow us on Facebook and Twitter at realphonies on Instagram, real underscore phonies. Thanks to Zach Evans for art and Brian Velasquez for our theme. We'll see you guys later. Later.